0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. We were talking about Jamal Murray lighting it up in that fourth quarter, much to the chagrin of Keyshawn Johnson, of course. One thing about him going nuclear like that. Blue Arrow. Yeah, Blue Arrow. As great as Jokic was in game one with that triple-double, to me, Jamal Murray's 23.4th quarter was more impactful for Denver than what Nikola Jokic did in game one.
1: And he's doing it all off. Like, you know, he would set a screen and then, you know, off that screen action, then run towards a dribble handoff from Jokic. And he just, you know, once he gets going offensively, he's prolific. I mean, back-to-back 30-point games. He's had some 45, 50 – like, he's had games of that nature – where that's been the question around Denver, right? They know how good Nikola Jokic is, but they wonder if Jamal Murray in big moments shrinks or actually expands his game. And and last night was I think a massive statement. That's why I thought you know, you always get these topics when you're on radio or TV and you know, you're 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 thinking different things like who's the best duo, right? You know, left in the playoffs and you start going through rankings and for me I I I had Jamal Murray and Jokic just because of the way they can play off each other because Jokic is such a gifted passer. I mean, last night another triple-double, and he had a poor game. He didn't play well last Relatively
0: night. Relatively speaking, yes. Like, I mean, he, he,
1: barely, he wasn't even aggressive in the first half where he felt like, yo, man, when you got those chippies, take those shots instead of these no-look passes. But he gets people involved. And for Jamal Murray to finish it the way he did last night in the fourth I think continues to prove why they are one of the favorites to win the whole thing.
0: Can't wait! Oh to, yes,
2: you. Was I supposed to go? Then I suppose
0: your your name's on the show, so it, it would no, be nice.
2: Yeah, I, I just. I, <laughs> man, I'm, I know what you're doing. You know, I get it. No, nah, I'm not doing anything. It's just it's in my head. Clock, you know. Look, Murray Murray played well in the fourth quarter. There's no question about it, Jay. Um, you know, I I I thought if we could have somehow neutralized him, we win that game. And I think we now have to look at the film of the fourth quarter of this game, take a go back and take a look at what took place in the second half late in the fourth quarter of the first game so we could close the gap and kind of take those game plans from the end of the game in the first game okay, to what we did uh, in the beginning of this game, the three and a half quarters or so, and put that together to come out with an efficient game plan Rather than, like you said, why is uh, Vanderbilt playing less minutes, starting the game but playing less minutes when he's more effective being on the floor from a defensive standpoint, but we don't have him out there in crucial situations when he's maybe the guy who is a stopper. So we got to look at all that from a film standpoint. And I think Coach Ham will get to that because when you have two games of footage, you can now ne- go back and make those necessary adjustments and say, "Hey, we did this in game one. Here's what we did in game two. Let's put that together and see if we have a positive outcome."
1: So, I mean back at home is where typical, you know, typically players who are off their game find their rhythm. Like we've seen throughout multiple series in the in the playoffs, role players, you know, whether it be Landry Shamick going for 19 points, or you know, guys who feel more comfortable at home and It's not really a role player, but the stats around the two games in this series around Mm D'Lo are staggering, man. Staggering. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are scoring 109.6 points per 100 possessions with D'Lo on the floor and 119.5 points per 100 possessions with him off the floor. Like, that's a big at, difference. This
2: is on the road right now in the first two the, games. First two games. First two games. So Another was, one, Key, it,
1: defensively, Key, Lakers are giving up 142.4 points per 100 possessions with D'Lo on the floor versus just 81.6 points per 100 possessions with him off
2: the floor. So maybe he's just more comp- – maybe he, maybe he is a role player, so to speak, not a bench player but a role player who plays better at home because – if you look at his home numbers, I'm sure they're not that staggering. Because the games that I've gone to when he's been at home, he's been pretty electric at times yeah. for us. So going back home could be a plus. And that's why I keep saying, yeah, we down 0-2, Mike Malone. That may be true. You can put the pipe and smoke it and do all that, <laughs> but you're going to have to bring it to the Staples Center. you to have to bring all yeah. that to the Staples Center over the next these next two games. Here's I mean, that's a, just the reality of it.
0: That's true, but here's something that the Lakers, and Jay, you can – trampoline off of this, for the first time in the playoffs, the Lakers had to deal with shot makers on the other side. They didn't have to deal with that so much consistently for the Memphis Grizzlies, especially when Desmond Bain didn't play well, John Moran was not in the right kind of headspace, and we know what happened to Dylan Brooks, where he Mm -hmm. got in his own way. With the Golden State Warriors, yeah, you know Steph Curry's going to make shots, but Klay Thompson didn't do it. Andrew Wiggins didn't do it, and also Draymond Green did it at times. Jordan Poole was Jordan, Poole, uh, Jordan very, Poole was trash pool. Let's yeah. call it as, he, as it is.
2: Yeah, but you, but those dudes, but historically, you trust that they're right. supposed to make it. Right, supposed to. But I'm talking about
0: this playoff run right now. Now they've run a Denver Nuggets team where if Jamal Murray's not doing it, or Nikola Jokic's not doing it, Michael Porter Jr. did it when they went on that 10-0 run in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Also, you had Bruce Brown doing it. Yeah, had Caldwell-Pope doing it. They have long shot makers. And that is something I can't wait to see, key and J. If they can make that adjustment, even though they're going home for Game Three and Game Four, I
1: think they can. I think the question, Key though, is yeah, like you know, look, you have to win four out of five games now. That, that's there. There are no more nights off. Yeah, right? but you so, make
2: it so. No, no, no. You, I'm it, you. You make it sound. No, so, but uh, I'm not though.
1: I, I'm not though, Kia. Yeah. I'm just saying back to back forty plus minute nights for LeBron James and AD. I, I get and it. And now you're getting to a rhythm where their their cadence, like I said earlier, their cadence has been. Go hard to the wall. Like get one game and then they punt, right? Like, and it's like saving legs. And now what I'm saying is you there's no more punting. Like now it's like you gotta win four out of five games. And typically, like even if you get two games, like coming back, like the pace of the art. Right, here's one thing. Here, here's a way I think you guys can get a game. Okay. Like get this game coming up in LA. A D has to stop going to the offensive glass, man. Like he really does. I mean
2: we, we, we explain explain to me. In layman terms, what you mean by he has to stop going to the offensive glass.
1: So AD crashed the offensive glass last night, every possession it felt like, and he got you one offensive rebound. But what happens to that, Key, is by him crashing the offensive glass, if you notice, every time Denver got a rebound, they pushed the tempo. Because
0: that's what they want to do. So they
1: want to speed up the tempo of the game. And when AD is caught under the basket, it automatically leaves the Lakers vulnerable for them the to attack hand? the rim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't, right?
0: they don't wall off on, on defense when they get in All transition. Right, so they're so okay. good.
1: Yeah. They're so, like I said, and we talked about this, Key. Your squad is so good in the half-court defense. They're one of the best in the NBA. But they're also one of the worst in the NBA at transition. Mm-hmm. So Michael Malone and company said, oh, okay, great. You want to attack it? We're going to get the, the defensive rebound. We're going to push the ball. And it, it, it also wears AD out. And but that takes away from his legs offensively as well. That's why his shots are short most of the but, time.
2: But if we don't – yeah, he has some short shots. But if we don't crash the offensive boards with our big, who else is going to get underneath that with Jokic? I mean, that's – the length is there. We're going to expect LeBron to do it. I mean, like, who's getting the board, if, especially if it's not a long rebound? Yeah.
1: Hachimura can do it. Hachimura can do because I think actually Hachimura is way, he's way faster first off. Than We're A.D. AD. And, AG, and and by the way, like, let's be A D conserves click? his energy, man. All Lakers fans know this. <laughs> like yo, know, Rui, yo, know, straight up and, and the thing, when Rui had what, twenty one point like only missed one. 21 shot. Twenty one points. He had, but I mean he had seven seven to seven in the first half. I, I, I don't understand why he wasn't used more, like, right off the top. Like, okay. Look at like AD sto- in the background. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right. Keith. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Look what you saying. Look at AD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually him running, but it's like a jog. <laughs> Boom, Jeff Green bangs it. Another offensive rebound. Like, AD, like, just down, like, down the court by himself. Like, it's Jokic in, in transition.
2: That's what they had. All, that's what they did all day long. See, I, think, I do think, though, too. Not only combined with the where's AD that, in this
1: one on ESPN two
2: behind on the left-hand my man flared side. out he oh, yeah. flared out on one play. All you got to do is look for the the white. Uh, so when you when you think about it, <laughs> the, the White Sox style. The white socks wow. And the um,
0: wow!
2: And and when you when you think about it though, combined with the minutes that they he in particular, he's playing on, and not necessarily LeBron, but him because he is non hustle face, non hustle face. <laughs>
0: You. you that's a it's, new one. I've heard that you, one before. You
2: talk about the minutes, but also, I believe based on that, the fatigue of the altitude and all of those sort of things, because you can tell the difference between him at home and him on the road. Even when he scored the forty points the other night, he still was behind a lot. He still was not moving in certain transitions. He just looked like a non-hustle face to me.
0: Okay. Nuno and I, our producer Nuno, and I were talking about this before the show got started. If you've been there the past couple of days, if you're the Lakers, can you use the altitude as an excuse in game two compared no. to game one?
2: Now, you you no. shouldn't be able to, but everybody's bodies adjust differently. So maybe it doesn't affect Austin Reeves, but maybe it affects AD. Or maybe it doesn't affect LeBron. But it, it 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 affects the coach. I mean, who who knows, you know?
1: I mean, look, LeBron looked tired down the stretch, man. He looked gassed. He looked gassed. And by the way, he had a I think he had a great defensive game. Um but this shot slump thing, the worst he's had probably since the two thousand fourteen, fifteen season with the Cavs, I mean, he's shooting twenty three percent from the three point line. So, you know, we talked about it and and over time that when you lose, when you lose your first step as you age in this game, the tendency is to counter that by now I can't blow by you, but I can body by you, which means I may be my shoulder may be aligned with your shoulder, but I can carve you out, right? So if I'm driving on the right side, I'm literally carving you out towards the middle of the floor to create space for me to finish on the right side of the rim.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But
1: when they're sagging off of him, they're daring him to shoot. And he's settling for it because he's tired at the end of games.
0: Because he's doing so much. And when you have to rely on older players that carry the weight and the other guys other than Hachimura have not been able to step up.
1: And think about what we said, Key, with game one. Like a lot of people were angry at Braun in the game scenario. Jamal Murray has five fouls. And LeBron settles for a deep three right. where, you know, vintage LeBron would have punished him, would have put him right in the bucket.
2: Yeah, but he can't go past people. That's like what I'm this, saying. Yeah. I, that's
1: why I said Right? said so that shooting slump, that, that's where you can't afford to have off nights from AD.
2: But it'd but, but I'd, I'd be interesting to see, and you said, I know overall in the fourth quarter, he's one for 20, Freddie said, but I, it'd be interesting to see
3: mm-hmm.
2: at home what it looks With like. What that shooting right. percentages at home? What yeah. it looks yeah. like yeah. at home versus being on the road in this particular altitude. Yeah. It'd just and, be and, interesting to see.
0: And especially, you know, LeBron's going to go back into the lab. Over the next couple of days, and mm-hmm. work on the things that he knows he better be able to. Quick
1: turnaround, oh, though.
0: Oh, uh, definitely quick turnaround, but at least going back home doing those kind of things. We'll see if that's going to manifest itself in the game three with the Lakers down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets. Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by Beacon. Beacon and the Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere 24-7. Beacon always building. So the Denver Nuggets have a guy who can really pass the ball well, in Nikola Jokic. And maybe we're clowning the guy that should be doing that for the Denver Broncos. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN
4: radio. This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space For no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and
5: patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: It is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. You got Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And also, don't forget about us on ESPN2 and ESPNU. We're 75 days away from the opening of another NFL season. You're gonna blink your eyes. It's gonna be here before you know it. Let's bring in Jeremy Fowler. All oh, does a great job as ESPN senior NFL writer. Hit him Jeremy. on Twitter, Jeremy at J Fowler ESPN. So we saw a great passer. Good, and it was good, Hold guys. On. We've Hold seen on. Hold, a on, great, good. Hold on, go Jeremy. Ahead.
1: You got you got any lyrics you want to spit real quick? Yo, yeah. It's turn oh, out we're snap. never gonna
0: let. Yeah, we're never gonna let that All go. Right,
1: just, that's my guy. This is what Jeremy does. I know he's not in the studio. Just not sure he wants to spit any lyrics though. So.
3: Oh, you asked for the
1: bar? No, nah, don't worry about it, Jeremy. We'll do it next time.
3: Well, there's what? no beat.
0: You guys. Oh, there we oh, go. There you you know. got a beat now. Ooh. Ooh, that Black
3: Rob. That what was the one you were just playing? Oh, you don't like <laughs> it? it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> one, He's a Drake drag, fan today. The, the <laughs> Savage one was pretty good. <laughs> take it away, Freddie. <laughs>
0: uh, take it away. Good, 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 good job. Good, good burn there. Good slide there, Jeremy. I, I that one. La- we've seen a great passer in the series, and the Denver Nuggets play the Lakers with Nikola Jokic. What do you think it's going to look like with the guy they need to pass the ball with the Broncos, Russell Wilson, his first year playing under Sean Payton?
3: Oh, it's a good segue. So, Russell Wilson is, uh, he's got to be better. The Bronco's expecting to be better. He expects to be better. It could not have gone worse last year. He's worked on some things, but it feels like you're going to help him improve based on Sean Payton's offense, which is, you know, a quicker passing game, which really isn't tailored to what he's used to, which is play action slash, you know, running around, making the big play, throwing deep. It's a little different. So, he is trying to make that adjustment, but just they were so unorganized last year as an offense, and Daniel Haggard not lasting a full year. There was just, from what I'd heard, it was really chaos with just the system and the organization of things, trying to run a bunch of different plays to see what sticks. Russell Wilson will have structure in a big way, which is a huge, uh, a huge thing for any quarterback. So I think just as a byproduct of that, he is going to be better. Do I think he's the same guy that he was three or four years ago? He probably won't be that again. Um, but can he be a top 15 passer? Yeah, I think that's reasonable.
2: Yeah, I, I want him to also work on his courtside clap, but that's another thing. Uh, Dar- yeah, Dar- dude, Garziano leave him alone. Two quarterback <laughs> questions headed into <laughs> this season available <laughs> on ESPN Plus. <Jeez>. Um, what? <laughs> leave that, the guy's got just enough let. problems
0: after one year in Denver. Let him look no, for a squad. I want him man. To work
2: on his courtside clap. That's all. When he's rooting for the
0: night. he can't that's make it clap.
2: He, he just, he just.
1: No, was he don't do that. Don't. A
2: little bit. It just didn't he look and right. like that. Fred. No, um, I know. I tried. <laughs> As Dan wrote about this, does Dak Prescott, does he get a contract extension? Because, Senior Vice President uh, Stephen Jones certainly alluded to he's not worried about extensions and addressing issues with contracts right now. Yeah,
3: there's a chance of a key. I, I would put it at maybe 40 to 50 percent just ballparking because you know Dallas would be open to doing it and Dak knows that Uh, but since he's got two years left he's not just going to take any deal to help the team he showed that last time he you know he sort of bled this out all the way through the franchise tag and and got a huge contract as a result so you know he's like the type of quarterback is going to leave dollars on the table uh, just to do a deal early now that said uh, both sides want to Stay married to each other. And it does help Dallas to try to be aggressive now because they can spread out that salary cap over the next two years plus the New Deal. uh, Certainly helps them. But, you know, they got CD Lamb they got to worry about. Like, they have some priorities in the short term that they're trying to shake out. And and I haven't sensed any movement on this yet. So, you know, late summer could heat up, but not a slam dunk. It happens because there's really no deadline. It's got two years left.
1: Mm, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Higher probability, Jeremy. For this one year, who has a high, higher probability of saving their quarterback? Mike McCarthy for Dak Prescott or Sean Payton for Russell Wilson? Good
3: question. Ooh, well Ooh that that implies question. that Dak needs saving. I'm not there yet. I know he had the turnovers, but he's still widely considered a top 10 quarterback, maybe top 12, but most people around the league still see him as that, uh, where Russell has fallen completely off of that. So – If we're talking better chance, I think Dak is is set up for success uh, more so in 2023 than than Russell is just because still a team in flux over there. You know, they had some receivers that were in and out due to injury. Dallas is sort of a proof of concept, proven commodity right now where Denver isn't. Sean Payne took this job knowing he's got work to do. And look, they signed Jared Stidham, the the Raiders backup in the offseason. I wouldn't sleep on that. I mean, Russell's going to get... A full year, full run, maybe longer, of course. But they really like Jared Stidham. I think they signed him to a two-year deal, thinking that, that this is a potential guy who could be a starter for them down the road. Like, like this is you know, Sean Payton sort of stripping this all down and figuring out what works and what doesn't.
2: Yeah, Sean, Sean won't have any issue moving in a different direction if Russell Wilson isn't doing what he needs him to do. Green Bay Packers moved on, obviously, from Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets, and now they're. Left with Jordan Love, Jeremy. But from everything you're hearing out from inside that building, is Jordan Love ready to take over in Green Bay, or is this being forced?
3: They believe he's ready. I think he's ready. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, three years behind the scenes, and this is a team that doesn't promote a quarterback lightly based on their track record with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, like. Typically, they unless they don't really stumble into something like they usually know they have something in the tuck ready to go that's going to be a proven commodity eventually. So unless their front office is just making a massive whiff here, that's what I expect. And uh, they don't whiff a lot; they've won a lot of games. So yeah, this is a guy that, uh, you know, from all I've heard, is in a lot of work. Really turned the page in year three. It was a, a year ago I would have said no; they're probably not quite there that they think Jordan Love could be the guy, but now. After the last year, he had a really good year three behind the scenes. You know, I was at that Philly game that he came in in relief. You know, I was watching from the sideline. He looked really good. So, you know, there, there's some, some positives here. They built a, probably a better offense around him. I mean, last year, Aaron Rodgers' best weapons were running backs, and his best tight end was probably Mercedes Lewis, who's been in the league 86 years. But now it's like, you have a little more. You have two tight ends in the draft. You got Christian Watson, here too. Like, you can add more receivers. So they're they're going to have more to work with.
0: 30 seconds left real quick, Jeremy. When you look at a quarterback also in that division, Justin Fields, is he ready to take that next step up for the Chicago Bears?
3: Well, I think so. They got him more support, and that's big. I mean, they just feel like he was trying to – hold them together last year keeping them in games they had no business being in based on the talent of their roster so now he has more support around him like they believe in his work ethic they believe in his leadership his ability um there are still some questions league-wide from some people i talked to about whether he can get it done as a pack passer in the pocket um can he be you know is his ceiling going to be capped as a result of that um you know the bears don't think so they think he can get that done and we'll progress in that area so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say modest progress. I'm I'm not there that he's an MVP candidate or anything like that, but I, I think he's going to be knocking on the door this year.
0: Thirty-two bars from Jeremy Fowler with the thirty-two quarterback questions heading to the season. That's available on ESPN Plus, courtesy of Dan Graziano. <laughs> Always a pleasure having Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL senior Right Hit him on Twitter, J Fowler, ESPN. Joining us here on Keyshawn J Will and Max. Catch him on Get Up starting at eight o'clock Eastern time. That's in about thirty-five minutes. Always appreciate you, Jeremy. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend, my friend.
1: All right, Jeremy.
2: Hey Jay, can you? say... Hey, anytime,
3: guys.
1: Appreciate
2: you. All right, can you can can you say JF?
1: Can I say what
0: JF? you
2: Say JF. Does that sound right? All right, JF. No, that's not. I can't. No, you gotta say Jay Fowler. Yeah, you know.
1: You know, I'll be trying to find nicknames for everybody. Yeah, I I,
2: I just I was like, I'm surprised Jay didn't say JF. JF don't sound right. Doesn't sound. But you can say JFK. Yeah, uh, middle.
1: Yeah, because yeah. the
0: pop yeah, at the right? end. Yeah, John but F Kennedy. JF,
2: nah, it feels like you
1: want more. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. JF, Jay, Fowler, ah! yeah Jay Fowler works. I yeah, told Jay you. Fowler. Yeah. Jay Fowler. I told
2: you. Before, I was playing with a guy that used to play in the NFL, and he was friends, you know, with us and Steph- Stephon Marbury, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. He said SM one day, like, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with SM. We was like, Who's that? who the hell is SM? Who <laughs> <SM. laughs> was and SM? It was Stephon Marbury, but it, it was like, come on, man. <laughs> who the hell is SM? That doesn't even, like, come on. <laughs> Just try to be cool. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, he was, and sometimes, you know, right. when people who are not cool try to be cool, it can be very, very painful at times <laughs> when they just do not land S-M. that well. Let's, go, let's go, Freddie. Yeah, to I, I, I guess Starbury and Marbury please. didn't work all please. that time.
2: We're not going to get in trouble here. Yeah, Keyson, Jay more, more, Max. Break.
0: Maybe we're concerned about the wrong guy when it comes to the Lakers being down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets. We'll talk about that guy next on ESPN Radio.
4: who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com.
2: The Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Podcast.
0: Are we playing Johnny Gill, my, 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 for the Lakers being down 0-2 to the Nuggets, Alan Yates? No, no, no. It's for Alan, Alan. Wow. Welcome to the Quiet Storm.
1: Put on the lips, No, it's
0: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Get close to the one you love on the ESPN Ooh. Radio. The ESPN app. Series XM channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always great to get a little NBA stuff going on, despite the quiet storm music in the background. As we bring the quiet storm known, as Alan Hahn, co-host of Barton Hahn on ESPN, New York, 90.7 FM. This is the noon to 3 p.m.
1: Alan after dark.
0: This is really Alan before dark, <laughs> Alan after dark, trying to get the Lakers out of the dark, <laughs> down O two 2 to the Denver Nuggets. Alan, we know that the concern has been with Anthony Davis being up and down, but right now with the Lakers down O two. 2 how much concern should be placed to defeat LeBron James especially his lack of shooting prowess in the fourth quarter from the three point line
7: First of all I just I wanted to take in that song because I'm yeah. sitting in a closet right now. I've got a yellow light on me. Like, there's nothing set up here. This is as professional as things get around here. So the very least we could do is play really good R&B. So we little got Johnny from, Gale, little my, my, my. So we're going from
0: blue lights in the basement to yellow lights in the closet. That's what we're talking about. I, I
7: mean, I'm, I'm, this feels pretty close to a hostage video situation, i got to admit. You know, so when it comes to the Lakers, like, are they in trouble? Blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness but, but gracious. To be, but to be, to be completely honest, like, obviously, <laughs> going home, I don't think they're in trouble because they now go home. And they've been a very good home team. And that building's going to be special. You know, the last time they were in the Western Conference Finals, it, you know, there was some friends and family crowd in a, in a it was summer league. So this is, like, legit now. So this will be special. That building will be special. The vibe will be special. You imagine they'll be able to reach down, especially guys like LeBron and AD, uh, who, especially Anthony Davis, to get you a, a performance that should get you back into the series. But, you know, I mean, there's concerns. I think just Denver held serve and did what they've been doing the whole playoffs for those who've been paying attention. They're a really good home team, really good clutch team. And that's essentially what happened in the first two games. They got it done, and now it's up to the Lakers to the, for them to hold serve.
1: Allen, um... I want you to react to what I'm about to say. I always do. (laughs) That's
0: fair. (laughs) Completely.
1: D'Lo on the court this series, plus minus, minus 32.8. Off the court, Lakers are plus 37.9. That's all.
7: That's a problem, right? I mean, clearly. But I also, something that I I saw after game one, because there has been this debate about what to do with him. And do you take him out of the lineup? Do you take? And I remember seeing a note from one of our insiders that said that the Lakers are concerned because they might lose him. <laughs> hey, it's the playoffs. Like, you got to do what's best for the team at this point. And you could be upset about it, but, you know, what we're seeing out of, like, let's say the Miami Heat is players just staying ready, being ready. So when they're called on, they step in the game and they know, all right, this is my role, this is what i got to do. So I I just – I don't want to hear that I'm going to – if I'm going to lose you by the third round of the playoffs because this matchup in this series may not necessarily be the best thing for you to help us win, I don't want to – if I lose you, then I've lost you already. How do I have you if I'm going to lose you in that situation?
2: Alan Hahn, co-host of Bart and Hahn, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on 98.7 ESPN New York, is joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and, of course, Max – who's off covering boxing this weekend. Um, Alan? I, I asked Jay in, in Hot Sauce Freddy earlier the, about the way that this thing has gone with the Lakers and the Nuggets, because I strongly believe just watching the games, like you say, if you watch, and I've been watching, this is could have gone either way. Yeah, Right? The Lakers could be up 2-0. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're not. They're down. But when you look at, the way that they came back in the second half in the first game and the way they started the second game, they very easily could be up 2-0. Is there any doubt in your mind, and I know you spoke about it a minute ago, any doubt in your mind based on them being 6-0 at home in the way that they play at home in front of the crowd that they get this one Saturday night first and foremost?
7: Yeah, I would probably, if I'm going to pick individual games, I would pick the Lakers to win game three, based on everything that you just said. So I don't like, I don't foresee a 3-0 deficit, I, and obviously barring injury or anything else like that. So I'm with you. They, they have been in these games. I, I think their defense wasn't the issue in game two. Their defense was the issue in the first half of game one, but for basically a game and a half since, their defense has been good. The problem with them in game two is they couldn't make a shot. They couldn't make the threes. LeBron really is struggling. It's the first time he's starting to look old offensively, and I hate it because I'm not ready to look at LeBron and think that he's old. Mm-hmm. But, and Anthony Davis couldn't make a damn shot either. So that's the frustration is that defensively, they have been extremely competitive in this series for a game and a half. But it's do they have enough offense for a whole series? Do they have enough or can they get enough out of their two most important players? which is obviously LeBron and A. D. to win four games in this series. I don't see that. But I also can see them reaching down and getting one or two in this series because of how good these guys are and also understanding the moment. And game three, that's a special moment. It's gonna be that building's gonna be special, game three. On be oh, come on. Saturday night LA? Yeah it's gonna be special.
1: Oh, yeah, I see the way you sugarcoated that. I see the way you you, you patted on some extra pad at the end of it. <laughs> but pretty much, you just said that you see the Denver Nuggets winning this series four to two, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that's you know coming into the series. Like I, I thought it was going to be a dogfight. I still think there is there's a chance for that. <laughs> but but I, I will say though, Allen, like down the stretch, seeing LeBron James settle for shots, yeah, that is a sign of him being tired. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And for Anthony Davis, it's a sign of him being tired. Like, we showed about nine clips on ESPN2 where literally Jokic is beating AD down the floor. How is that humanly possible? Thank you. It, it's, it, Thank it, you. it can't be. So when you're watching this, and I, I know that we're, you know, Laker fans are waiting for an explosion, and it can still happen. They can have one. But do I, do I expect the Lakers to sustain and maintain a sense of urgency and win four games out of five? I don't. No, I, I don't. don't. But I'm glad you brought that part of the Anthony Haters. Davis part up
7: because how old is Anthony Davis? Is he 35, 36? How old is he again?
1: 38. No, he's not that old. I don't think he's that old. He, Hold on, I'm he, find I out. He's oh, that. He Davis? He's 40? He's nowhere near that. Is he 40? I mean, he's not no, even close. He's 30 no. years old. He's 30 years. Are you old.
7: sure? Because we treat him like he's like 40 years old. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, like he we he treat him 30, like. March 11th. Well, can he? I mean, can he, can he? Can he? Can he do back-to-back games where he gives you a great performance?
1: What, why? What about him that we don't know about that he can't do that? And wait, Alan, I, I thought Jokic was the weakest link defensively. Isn't, yeah. Yo, it, isn't Jokic guarding Anthony
7: Davis? And oh, by the way, he's con- he, all of AD's shots, were most of them were contested yesterday, and a majority of them were contested by Nikola Jokic. I, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I asked that silly question. I'm, obviously, <laughs> I know that he just turned 30, right? I'm aware of that, but why do we treat this dude? And when I look at him, why do I think, man, he's old? No, he's he not, but he lays old. He looks old, and you're always waiting for two things. You're waiting to see, can he go back to – can he like, – this is, again, why I go to the whole bubble thing, Jay, and I everybody gets mad at me. I call it Summer League. Here's why. Because that same series, the same opponent you had a couple of years ago in the bubble, he averaged 31 a game, 54% shooting, and every game his numbers were astronomical. They were great. Controlled environment, no mile high, no altitude, Wait, none Alan, of that stuff. Just, Alan, no excuses, say, no travel, none of it. Alan, you put him in this situation. Say, now we're wondering, can he put back-to-back games together? Key, come on, we're making excuses. Did you say our
2: championship was like summer league? Did you just say that? Yeah, I can't say that, Alan. You, did you really just a, a guy who's a Nick fan? Did you really just say that? <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, what was, I, what was I, not I, summer I, league I, about it? Oh, man, was stop. it all in the same
7: place? Oh, Everybody, everybody's in the same place, right? It was a- wow. it was an AAU tournament, a really so good AAU you tournament.
2: You think the Knicks would have took that championship and went home with it? With that team? No. No, no
7: I'm it, saying, it, it you what you have to do the with Knicks the Knicks? Took... But why does it has because, nothing to do with the Knicks? Because it's...
2: you need to you need to wake up. Why Being are we by... talking about the
7: Knicks? Like that has nothing to do with the Knicks. Basketball I've seen in the This long has time. to do with Anthony Davis and the no. fact that in a controlled you, environment, game after game, he can score, but but three years later.
2: You no. just threw mud on our championship. Right, but you called a but summer it, league championship. Well, it was, it was. They were the best team. In the would summer. the Knicks take it? Why does it have to do with the Knicks? They well, weren't the even Knicks, in it. I'm asking you, would
7: the Knicks take it? I already told you no, but I don't understand oh, why this to has it. to come back oh, to okay. the Knicks. All right, so I understand <laughs> how this works. I can't have <laughs> a critical vote. I can't have a critical comment about no. any NBA team because every time I have a critical comment, it always goes, "What about the Knicks? What about because the Knicks? They weren't in it." Weak sauce,
1: key. Weak sauce.
2: You're slandering the Lakers. I
7: I was talking about Anthony Davis.
2: No, you mentioned the
7: Lakers with Anthony Davis. Well, I mentioned Anthony Davis and how well he played against Jokic because we weren't worried about game to game with him. Specific to him.
1: Slander. But now... You do feel like AD is 60 years old. Come on. Like, seriously. (laughs)
7: Let's not get off topic and let's stay on the topic of your star, Key. Your star. Who LeBron is looking to to say, man, get me over the hump. And your star is the one that looks more tired than the 38-year-old, and we're all we're just accepting it. I wonder if AD can give us another good performance tonight. What? <laughs>
3: He'll He'll right. Right. Like what? You don't
7: worry oh, about But him. he played defense, though. He really played good defense, us. so he got tired on offense. Again. Don't worry what?
0: about
2: Julius Randle. Don't worry about
0: us. <laughs> that, that'll be fine. Worry about Barrett and company. We'll see, see what they can do. We'll see these guys. Guy, I Jay, I miss you, Jay. <laughs> uh, Jay, I miss you, Jay. great.
1: Jay, I miss you, Jay. He's hanging with that <laughs>
0: Muhammad Ali leave dope right now. He's, he really is. Alan, it a pleasure. Go to your neutral corner, okay? I'm going to bleak twice. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Alan Hahn from Barton Hahn, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN New York. Now you know what it
2: feels like to be in the dark. Oh, stop it.
0: it. 98.7 <laughs> here. Joining us to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Boy. We're going to get fired today. He's Keyshawn. You know, He's time. Jay Williams. I didn't say yes at all Keys of us. Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, we're going to tell you why this is the biggest mismatch in the NBA playoffs that's going on right now. Keep it here on <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Blink twice
5: again.
0: Little Rob Bays and DJ Easy Rock with us here on the Friday Groove known as Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, ESPN 2, and ESPN U. Jay, you can start this off because I know Uh-oh. you got plenty to say about it. It's not so much the Boston Celtics are down 0 1 to the Miami Heat. I wonder if they have enough players on their team to overcome their head coach when it comes to Joe, Joe Missoula and not just tying the series at one, but even winning this series versus Miami.
1: So. <laughs> And his post presser. First off, by the way, his post pressers are theater.
0: They really like, are.
1: Like I I literally stay on the channel after the game just cuz I want to see what he's going to say to the media because there's such like a contentious relationship, key. Like he always be throwing jabs at him like, oh, "Are you not going to ask me about my adjustments?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he
0: dropped the mic and walked out of the press conference. Like
1: and, and even like the way he a- answered the question last time about the, the forty six point third quarter he was like oh no we won three out of four quarters I know and uh, you know we we came in the game prepared we were ready we were prepared and then we let go of the rope and I'm like but if the if you, if your boy is hanging off the at the the cliff and you let go of the rope please grab the rope <laughs> <laughs> help save, save your friend from falling off the cliff grab it go on that without me use one time out he did not use one time out for that forty six point third quarter. The whole quarter. And it's little things like that where you're looking at this matchup. And we always talk about matchups. Oh, this is Jokic versus LeBron. Or LeBron versus Steph. Or Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. So let's talk about the biggest mismatch there is in the in the playoff teams that are remaining. That's Eric Sposer versus Joe Mazzulla. That's the biggest mismatch that nobody's talking about. We always go back to the X's and O's on the court. But Eric Spostra is crowned as the best coach in the game right now. No doubt. We keep saying how it is a damn shame he has not won Coach of the Year yet for a guy that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the past four years. That's matched up against who? The Boston Celtics. So uh, his coaching style going against a first-year head coach, th- those are micro-adjustments that, that just has a, a huge leverage point for the Heat. Huge.
2: It, it is a huge leverage point for the Heat, and I mentioned it earlier when you talk about, Jay, being out, man, from a personnel standpoint, yep. but yet and still, you have a coach. We we deal with it a lot in football. Oh, they don't have this, they don't have that. But they got a coaching staff that understands how to put people in place. Bill Belichick did it for how long? Forever, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Tom Brady and then a bunch of other guys. And he knew how to get the the best and the most out of those guys – that he had to go on to win championships. And this is sort of what you're seeing with Eric Sposter, where he's getting enough out of the players that he has based on his X's and O's and the way that he, uh, the culture, so to speak, uh, of the heat culture in the way that they go about doing things where you may personnel wise and, and skill wise be outmanned, but you have an advantage over the guy who's calling the shots on the other side because he hasn't been through the turmoil that you've been through for your tender in Miami. Joe Mazzula, he's just – remember, Jay, what was it, October, September, October when he was parachuted into the situation? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he gets an extension. He's, he's now the, – the interim tag is taken off of him. He's now the permanent head coach. He may have never, ever been an NBA head coach if the situation didn't happen. He might have been a lifetime assistant. So he's still learning yeah. how to even coach – As a head coach in the NBA on a – it's a different level, Jay. You know that. No, I I get it. I get it. And on top of that, you got – and I'm sure you got Pat Riley. You know, Pat Riley every now and then they meet, they talk about stuff. You got another – you know, you got another head coach, uh, 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 NBA championship guy, giving him little nuggets. Hey, man, think about this next time out. You got and Brad Stevens it.
1: on your side, too, though, who, who's yeah, coached but, but the same team. Brad, Brad and obviously, Stevens there's a difference Zula, between Brad Stevens and Matt right? Riley, I mean, he, for right. sure. Yeah, you're right. That. But, Key, I, I'm with you. I'm with, and, and that's how reasonable, practical people should look at it. Unfortunately, though—
2: Are you calling
1: yeah. me reasonable? Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, when you're in Boston media— or you're oh, a fan of the Celtics? There, you're not no, reasonable. There, there's right no now. such thing as reason. You've been waiting with this core for a very long time to mm-hmm. win a chip.
0: Yeah, and, and I wanted that core. I wonder how much of that could be maybe in their minds in that locker room in Boston, thinking, "Man, we got to overcome our coach and Timothy Butler and that guy on the other side of Miami." And we're down 0-1 at the losing game one at home.
1: Well, before game one, Al Horford had to stop practice and say that they were lethargic. And they yeah. walk. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's a problem.
0: That's a major, major problem. Yeah, we'll see if they can fix that problem and try to tie the series by playing. You're a problem, Jay. You heard, Joy. Key has a problem with the Denver Nuggets, and he's not backing off of that. That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.